Hi, and welcome to The Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Monday episode of the Movement Diaries, or whenever you're listening to this. Um, This is episode 25, I think. (laughs) Um, and it's me today alone, and I want to talk about walking today. I've kind of on and off mentioned on here and on social media and emails and, and all different places. And if you work with me kind of, you know, personally through classes or one-on-one, my sort of journey and love of walking. And it's so funny because I am... I'm running a five-day walking club starting next Saturday, May 15th. So if you're listening to this before May May 15th, um, I hope you'll join us. But the reason I'm bringing that up, um, one, because it's my podcast and I get to do that. <laughs> and two, because I was writing an email, getting an email ready to go, talking about the club. And I started remembering back to high school. And my senior year of high school, I joined a women's gym. And I was in this little strip mall. It was like a couple minutes away from my high school. And I joined with a couple of my girlfriends. And I remember it being like the spring of senior year um, because I played field hockey in the fall. It was definitely after that. And I remember going to like a few classes, like aerobic style classes. But I also remember doing a walking program on the treadmill. And I remember getting a program because I remember having this folded piece of paper from a magazine that was probably from like 17 or YM or or Sassy or one of those like 90s teen magazines. And I would keep the folded up piece of paper like on the treadmill because it had like a program for walking intervals. And I am a rule follower. So I needed to have this piece of paper in front of me. So at minute four, I went to this incline. Minute six, I went to this incline and this speed, like very specific. That is me. Um, And I remember really enjoying it. Um, I think we went a few times a week. I don't remember for how long we went for in terms of like however many months it was, but I remember really liking it and I remember not dreading it. And by that point, I already played field hockey for four years. I was already struggling with body image, not so much weight yet. That was coming in college a year later um, for a lot of different reasons, which I'm going to talk about on another podcast, but not today. Um And so despite the fact that I'd already been playing field hockey and was already kind of being conditioned that working out and exercise was like for training purposes, um, for performance, for, um, you know, working harder, going faster, going more intense. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with performance goals. Like I have no problem with performance goals, wanting to get stronger, getting stronger is super important. Um, But, you know, high school sports can be rough in terms of level of intensity and competition and all that. And and I was not really, um, you know, I'm not like a natural born athlete. I was a bench warmer. So, um, you know, I played sports because, you know, 
part of it was fun. I liked the teamwork. I met some of my closest friends who I'm still friends with this, still friends with today. Um, it wasn't because I was like an athlete and, you know, was naturally sort of competitive by nature, but I digress. Back to this, back to the gym and the walking. Um, my point is I really liked it. And although I am sure that I joined the gym so that I could look good in a bikini for the summer, um, which I already had issues about because I already had like a thick waist with like a little bit of a belly that would kind of hang over or, um, you know, I'd have like fleshy skin that would go over the top of the bikini. I'm not a teenager who ever had like a flat stomach and a six pack, like ever. That was never me. Um, it's just not how my body's built. But at that time I was not at all, uh, in touch with or willing to, um, accept that. (laughs) I just accepted it like a few years ago. (laughs) Um, And so despite the fact that the goal and the purpose of the walking was coming from a place of like body shame, I still like enjoyed it and I still liked it and I still looked forward to it because it wasn't super intense. It wasn't super hard. It wasn't like this thing that I had to push myself through to do. And so that is really the last time that I remember enjoying exercise up until like five years ago when I kind of re, I don't say reconnected, when I discovered walking, right? There was a whole 20 something years in there of crazy cardio workouts and boot camp classes and intense hot yoga and kickboxing and um, all kinds of stuff in there that was for one purpose and one purpose only. The same purpose as when I was doing that walk when I was in high school, but with this mindset of harder, more, faster equals better. And I'm going to be 41 this summer. It was around four or five years ago. I discovered or was introduced to, um, I'm going to call it, she's a biomechanist. She's a scientist and a movement teacher. Her name is Katie Bowman. Through my studies in in, in movement, um, I don't remember who first introduced me to her and I don't know her personally. That would be amazing. But I started reading her books and following her and learning from her and taking some of her courses. And she is a walker and her belief in movement and how undermoved we are as a society due to modern life and modern conveniences is really impactful. I've learned so much from her. And I was so touched and no pun intended, but moved by what I was learning from her and how passionately she believed in walking and and the way she taught and the science behind how important walking was, that it started to shift my thinking and I started walking. And she had years and years of podcast episodes, kind of all about this and about movement in general. And so I started walking and listening to these podcasts and it created like a shift in me. And I started to really understand what movement and exercise is actually about and what our bodies are actually designed and meant to do and how there's a huge, huge mismatch between our modern lifestyle and the the sedentarism that comes with that and the movement our bodies need, but there's also just as equal of a mismatch between the level of intensity of kind of uh, exercise and fitness culture and industry and what our bodies actually need. So it's like, there's like these two sides of the pendulum where modern society has us like sitting on our asses all the time. And then there's um, the exercise industry, which is like, you have to do the most intense workout ever and burn 500 calories in 20 minutes, or it doesn't count. And it's like, well, wait, what? Like, no, there's got to be something in between. Well, yes, 
it's called walking. Um, and a lot of people think that walking doesn't count, right? I walked on the treadmill on this workout when I was 17 for a few months and I really liked it. And then that was the end of that for 20 something years. Because well, walking is like how we kind of move around. It's how we sort of get stuff done. It's like a very day-to-day sort of mundane movement. That can't possibly count as exercise. Newsflash, it does. And I will tell you that I believe walking is the most underrated form of exercise that we can do. And I will also go out and say, I think it is the best form of exercise we can do. Strength training is kind of right next to it. Walking and strength training. I will tell you right now, if there are two forms of exercise that you would want to focus on for the rest of your life, that would be it. Walking and strength training. I actually believe that you could walk and strength train and not do any yoga classes, Pilates, mobility, boot camps, Peloton, any of that stuff, and you'd be in pretty damn good shape in all facets of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, strength-wise, cardiovascular, immune system, all of these things. And you know that I'm all about supporting you to figure out what works for you and what works for your life. And I think there are seasons of life, I've talked about this before, where we go through phases where we want to be doing something more intense and there's a purpose that that serves. And then there's times where we want to be doing things that are less intense and there's a purpose that that serves. And that's fine. But I think that walking needs to be the thread that winds through it all. So that even when you are in a season, when you're like, oh man, I'm so into Orange Theory, and this is not me bashing Orange Theory. I used to do Orange Theory. I think doing Orange Theory four or five times a week. No. Doing Orange Theory once or twice a week, right? If you're wanting something that's higher intensity, fine, great. But I think like when you're going through those phases, right, walking can be the thread that is always there because walking has so many benefits, like so many benefits. Um, Cardiovascular health, improved immunity, improved balance and coordination. It fuels creative thinking. It helps manage stress and anxiety. There's all kinds of research out there that shows a correlation between walking and managing depression. Um, It is not just about like physical health. It is just as much about emotional and mental health. Walking is a way to spend time with people. Walking is a way to get stuff done. Walking is a way to live your life with movement, right? You know, I've talked a lot about movement versus exercise. And for me, walking like is what kind of drives that, right? Choosing to walk someplace instead of driving um, is sort of like the example that I always go back to and something that I am always working on, right? Some days it happens, some days it doesn't. Sometimes it happens more often than others, right? This isn't about perfection. This is just about having awareness. And it wasn't until, I know I'm a little all over the place today, but it wasn't until, right, I, I was introduced to Katie Bowman and I started listening to her and learning from her and listening to her podcasts on walks that things changed for me for good. Because I was doing these walks and listening to her podcasts and I'm like, this feels really good. I really enjoy this. And I was walking all around my town and some areas of my town are pretty hilly. And I'm like, man, walking up these hills is really tough. I will tell you, if you think walking is easy and not good exercise, go walk up a decent hill and then come back and tell me otherwise. That's the thing about walking. It is so scalable, 
right? And you could say, oh, well, you can run faster, you can run slow. Yes, true. But running by definition is higher impact. It's higher intensity right off the bat, right? You can jog really slow, but it's already a more intense, higher impact type of movement, which is fine. Walking can scale from very slow on a totally flat road to like up a dirt road on a hill and you could walk up that. And there is so much variety to walking and that is what makes it so accessible to so many people, to so many different levels of physical ability over so many different phases of our life. Walking, I think, is the one thing, in addition to strength training, (laughs) that everyone can do, assuming that you are, right, obviously people who are managing with certain physical disabilities and are not able to walk, it's a separate thing. But if you are able to walk on your legs, you are able to walk for exercise, for movement. Um, And it's accessible like to everyone. You don't need a special outfit. You don't need special clothes. You don't need special shoes or equipment. You just need to open your door and walk outside. Um, and there's something so amazing about that. I think it's the th- I think the thing that makes walking so amazing is the thing that is the barrier for so many people because it's like it's like it's like too easy. It's like too good to be true. It's too simple. It's not enough. We've been conditioned to think that it needs to be complicated and intense, and we need to have the special things and we need to have the special equipment and it needs to feel like this whole super structured thing in order for it to count as exercise. And walking doesn't have any of that. And so we're like, oh, well, that can't possibly count, but it does. Because when you do something, so when I started walking and I kind of like fell in love with it, I stuck with it, right? Never in my life have I stuck with a form of movement for more than maybe like a year, aside from yoga, which has changed and evolved over the years and strength training. But I'm talking kind of more about like different forms of workouts over the year, like boot camp, and I'll train for a half marathon, and then I'll try this hit class, and then I'll try this hot yoga thing, and then I'll do this kickboxing class, like all of those different kind of trendier things, right? Those are the things that don't, that haven't lasted. And living, I'm going to say living your best life includes moving often and moving well. It just does. And in order to do that, you need to find a way to move consistently. And in order to move consistently, it has to be sustainable. What does sustainable mean? Sustainable means that you like it and that you'll do it over a long period of time. And that's what walking is, right? So even if you're threading in some running or some other more intense classes, like that's all fine. I think that walking needs to be kind of like a mainstay for everybody. It's kind of like your home base. It's something you can always come back to. Maybe it's your, maybe it is your home base. Maybe it's everything for you. Or maybe it's kind of one piece for you, but it's always there. And because when other things fade in and out, right, if you're going to something more intense and maybe you get injured, what are you going to come back to? You don't want to be in a place where you're like, well, if I can't go to this class, then I can't work out. That's not the case, right? Um, you know, older adults, I think, I don't think, I know, because I, I I work with a lot of older adults, often feel alienated by fitness culture and what's out there. And, you know, if you have a relationship with walking over the duration of your whole life, 
then as you become an older adult, like that's there for you, it's already established and you know that it's enough and you know you have something to kind of stay with. Um, I think that kind of links into this idea that the perception of walking for exercise is only for older people. That for younger people, like it's not, it's not enough, right? Because it's not cool. It's not trendy. It's not like fancy. It's not intense enough. And like that could not be further from the truth. Um, because if you do something that you like and you stay with it and it makes you feel good consistently, it doesn't deplete you. It doesn't exhaust you. You're not doing it for, you know, to, to, to burn more calories. You're not doing it to earn food, then you will stay with it and you will do it consistently. And when you move consistently, you feel great, right? It's that simple. Um, but when you're exercising and moving from a place of, of punishment and earning things and of suffering, it's very hard to stay with that long-term, very hard. And so you'll kind of jump, oh, I'll try this new workout. This is going to be the thing. This is so good. And then my friends are doing it. And I signed up for this class and this 30-day program. And like, this is it, right? We've all done that. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And then every single time, the ending is the same, but not with walking. Because walking is always doable. On the days I want it to be more challenging, I go find some hills. On the days and I walk really fast, I put on some fast music and I am moving my body uphill. I'm pumping my arms. I'm getting awesome movement through my hips and my ankles. And it's so good. My heart rate is really up there. And on days where I'm like not really feeling it, I'm going through a, for a slow walk down my street. So, you know, tell me another type of exercise that is that versatile. I don't think there is one, to be honest. Um, other things are scalable for, sh- for sure, but not to the, not to the, um, the scope that walking is. And I have my arms spread out like really wide. Like I think there's a huge spectrum for walking. I think other things have a much smaller spectrum of scalability. Um, so, wow, this is a long solo podcast. I've been all over the place. Everyone, I really love walking. <laughs> If you're listening to this um, and you have not kind of connected with walking as a way to exercise and move your body, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you um, and figure out how to give you some support. Um, If you're listening to this before May 15th, join us. I'm doing a five-day walker club. It's totally free because I want to help as many people as possible find this and discover this a connection to movement that can stay with you for life, for life and make you feel as amazing as you want to feel for all the years of your life, right? Walking will do that for you. Um, It's all about mindset and behavior change and habit change. It's going to be super fun. There's awesome prizes. It's totally free, right? This is like, I just want to put this out into the world and help as many people as possible. So there's going to be a link in the show notes. You can always email me, DM me on Instagram. I'll get you signed up. And if you listen to this after May 15th, everything still applies. I'm sure I'll do it again in the future and we'll stay connected. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it. And I'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me, 
for anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.